Has anybody ever looked at you and said, here's my, here's my financial situation, Kendall, and I just have too much money? Nope. Nope, I don't care. <laughs> nope, never happens. Has anybody ever said, I don't know if I have enough? Oh, yeah. All the time, right? Yep. So here's the, here's the moral of that story. Nobody has ever said to us, they've saved too much money. I don't care how much you have, there's always room for more in your bucket. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint, a podcast by 210 Financial. No matter who you are or where you are in life, having a plan for your finances matters. And that's what this show is all about. In each episode, we want to help you gain an understanding of where you are now and where you want to go from here. Hey, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint podcast today. My name is Kendall Stahl, and I'm alongside my co-host, Mr. Phil Cooper. Hey, everybody. Thanks for watching today. We're excited for today's show. We're going to talk about um, different things that could make you spend down your money um, in retirement quicker than what you planned on. Um, But first... Give me a little life update. Actually, I'm going to give you a life update. Okay, bring it on me. What do you got? You'll appreciate it. So as 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 you know, because they're your grandkids, but for folks listening, I have a four-year-old. I live on a farm. I have cattle. Springtime is breeding season. Okay. Okay? And the questions a four-year-old asks, <laughs> I'm just going to ha- start having him call you. Oh, boy. Papa? What is this, this the kind mean? of show where we could ask some of those questions? I don't no? know. Probably, <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. So what, how, is, how does a dad of a four-year-old describe the human life cycle, reproductive life cycle, with the way they can understand it? You know, the first <clears throat> line of defense is we try to, we try to, you know, take the attention elsewhere, right? Dad, what's, you know, whatever. Oh, did you see, you know, what's going on over there? 50% of the time that works. The other 50% of the time, it's just relentless. So pretty much, if you know Kai, um, he he doesn't uh, doesn't really quit. No, he's hammered down. He's yeah. hammered down. Yeah. Relentless. He's very persistent. Persistent. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, and so finally, I've, I've just, we just said, look, this is how it is. And this is what happens from the most G-rated version as possible. That satisfied him. Not sure I needed to do that with a four-year-old, but I didn't know what else to do at that point, so... Farm boy's going to learn it. I guess. Yeah, you're good. You're teaching him well. So if you get any interesting questions from your four-year-old grandson. No, I know. Okay. You can, now you know. All right. I've aren't got a question. Aren't you glad you tuned in yeah. today? There we go. Come to me with any ad- parenting advice, apparently. Okay. So our question of the day today is from Chuck. Chuck is from Davenport. Hi, Chuck. Thanks for the question. Um, Chuck would like to know, um, should I leave my 401k... At my old company. I assume that means he was working somewhere and now he doesn't. Yeah. Chuck, I have a general statement. That's I'll, I'll, I'll explain all this in a moment. But my general statement is if you no longer work at that company, your 401k should not work at that company. And a couple of reasons. There's a lot of things going on inside of a 401k you do not have control over, such as you may have a limited amount of investment choices. You have very limited options as far as how you control the fees that are inside of there. Uh, You have a limited amount of options on how you can utilize that account for guaranteed income and those kind of things later in life. So I'm a a big fan of saying if Chuck doesn't work at that company, Chuck's money shouldn't be at that company. You can roll those dollars over in a tax-deferred way. It doesn't cost you anything. So if you have a dollar over there, you can bring a dollar over to an IRA Inside the IRA, Chuck, you get to retain all the control on risk, the amount of investment choices you have, 
uh, the amount of fees that are inside of there. And if you don't like something that's going on there, you have the, the authority to manipulate that and change that in such a way that's beneficial to Chuck, not the 401k company. The general statement. Now, that being said, maybe you're going to go back to work at that company at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe consider leaving it. If it's a short hiatus from that company, yeah, leave it over there. You're going to go back. But if you're out of that company, get your money out of that company and do something where you have more control. Yeah. And depending on the company, sometimes they make you move it. <clears throat> sometimes they do. It depends on the dollar amount, too. They may yeah. make you get it out of there. All right. Well, there you go, Chuck. Hopefully that helps. Um, so today we're going to talk about baby boomers, Gen Xers, and millennials. Am I a millennial? I'm a millennial. You're a Gen Xer, You're right? an Xer. Mm-hmm. You're an Xer. Okay. It's a study from Boston College is is what it is, and it says that many are at risk of depleting their retirement accounts by age 85, but half of those folks are going to live past 85, all right? So what are some of the risks um, and, and different things that can cause us to spend down our retirement accounts um, faster than what we planned? And then real quick, before we get into that, um, 70% of respondents would have advised their younger selves to change their past financial habits, would have advised themselves to start saving sooner, and then um, 90% of the respondents said that having a financial pro- professional um, added that added value very much outweighed the cost. Anyways, what I'm trying to get to is the sooner you start saving, the better. And so um, I met with a um, one of my clients' children, 18 years old, okay, and um, out of high school, and he uh, college wasn't his thing, okay. So he went and got a job at um, a local uh, manufacturing plant. Going to be a welder. Apparently, he's a good welder. Okay, making fifty, sixty grand, almost sixty grand a year. Oh, eighteen good for him. Yeah, so good for him. doing good for an eighteen year old. <laughs> he's got a four hundred one k. And um, I believe, if I remember right, they were matching him 6%, I think. And so he's going to put a 6% in, and then he's going to get that company's match. Mm -hmm. If he does that between now, age 18 years old, Mm -hmm. and I think it was 60, 8% rate of return, how much money do you think he had? I'm going to guess it's in the millions, but Mm -hmm. I don't know that answer. It was like two point three. I should have printed that sheet off for yeah, it. Two, two million dollars. Two point yeah. three yeah. million dollars. Yeah. Okay. If he just did not contribute for the first ten years, so instead of starting at eighteen, starts at twenty eight. One point five. No, one point two five million dollars at age sixty. So that's a million dollars. Almost swing. a million dollars. Million dollar swing. Just because he didn't save. Yeah, money start for those early. first yeah, 10 years. So any of you millennials out there, well, millennials are probably already 28 years old, right? Start saving and start saving early. That's the point. Um, have but, you ever had any, any of your clients, have they ever, ever once in the years you've been doing this, and I've been doing it for 23 years, yeah. you've been doing it a little less, but a long time. Has anybody ever looked at you and said, here's my, here's my financial situation, Kendall. And I just have too much money. Nope. Nope. I don't care. <laughs> nope. Never happens. <laughs> Has anybody ever said, I don't know if I have enough? Oh, yeah. All the time, right? Yep. So here's the here's the moral of that story. Nobody has ever said to us, they've saved too much money. I don't care how much you have, there's always room for more in your bucket. Sure. If not, go buy a bigger bucket, right? You can always get a bigger bucket. But there's a lot of people who say, 
Man, I wish I had more. Yeah. Nobody ever think that, thinks they have too much. And if you do, give some away. But if you, and we have people that are here all the time, they have more money they'll spend in 10 lifetimes. Yeah, and those and are they the people. Never, they're those, the ones, those are the people who think they're broke, right? <laughs> they think they're broke and they're always looking for a higher rate of return. Yeah. They already can't spend what they've got. <laughs> the point of it is, save as many dollars as you can because yeah. you'll never, ever, 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 never once, never, ever, and ever, 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 I don't know if I cover that enough, ever think you have too much money. Yeah. Get after it. Save it. Okay. So that that was the, I wanted to make that point. Save early. It was interesting. It just happened. It's kind of fresh in my brain. I wish I would have printed that sheet off to give you actual numbers, but it was drastic the difference just by missing those um, first ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are a few things that could make us or make any retiree out there spend down more or quicker than what they thought in retirement? Uh, that, top of my mind are taxes. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people have saved their money in things like 401ks and IRAs yet to be taxed. So if we go to this massive tax swing, we sure. everyone sees coming because of national debt and broken Social Security, broken Medicare, those kind of things. Taxes could be a big thing on that. Or retiring in a way without a financial plan where you're pulling money out to live on at the same time the stock market's taking it away from you instead of having a different plan where we've – we push some money over here to some safe money for you so you can live off of that while the market's doing its thing. Those are the two biggest things that I see. Number three, just flat out overspending. Mm-hmm. Not knowing where your money's going, not having a budget and yeah. retiring young and just going like crazy thinking you're you're going to be okay forever and then wind up one day living a very long time we in retirement. About, we talked about that exact thing a couple of, um, couple of episodes ago about how when you, when you retire, um, you need to understand what your budget is and not just the have to's right the we're gonna go have fun because honestly in in my experience um i've i maybe especially in my earlier years didn't question people enough on their budgets and they seem to be spending a little more than what they had planned on and there's always a reason why or an excuse or whatever you know and so make sure you factor in that fun money right or the you know the the you know whatever it is that you're going to be doing in retirement, so that uh, you don't have to pull out more money than kind of what what your plan was built around. I agree. The other thing too is people maybe aren't catching on that we are today in 2022. We're living a lot longer mm-hmm. than previous generations, and if you don't if you don't buy into that theory, I would challenge you to drive around Central Illinois and look at the number of long term care facilities that are being built. Folks are going up on every corner. Because we're living longer, we're needing care longer, but that costs a lot of money. So we're having to plan. I would say the number one risk to a person's retirement running out of money is them living a very long life. And that's the real risk today. Yeah, People are living in their 80s and 90s very regularly and still living on their own. Yeah, We have them right here. Yeah, We have clients... We have a client that comes in here on a weekly basis and helps us fill up the M&M bags you all so love when you come in. She's 90 and lives on her own, drives her own car, and... There's nothing wrong with this gal. Yep. That's going to be the new norm in the you future. You never know she's 90. And then it, we, and there's another one, too. Comes in very often for Almost lunch. Almost every day. She's, what, 80, 81? She's 80. Somewhere? Yeah, she's over 80. Yeah. yeah, you'd never know it. Point is, make sure you understand your budget and all that. Taxes is a big concern as well. Um, Like we talked, like you mentioned, most people have saved dollars, especially the baby boomers, right? Some of the Gen, Gen Xers um, and, and even definitely the millennials are, are getting more options tax-wise to save mm-hmm. for retirement that are better for them in the long mm-hmm. run. But the baby boomers are definitely in a situation where a lot of the dollars that they've saved um, 
um, they haven't paid taxes on. So you got a million bucks in a 401k. You really don't have, you a don't have bucks. a million bucks. Yeah. Uncle Sam's got a piece of that. Yeah. So understanding the tax uh, liability that you're going to have in retirement is huge. Honestly, um, let's say, so I, I, we, we see anybody, right. That, mm-hmm. that sure. could need our help, but sure. I would say our, our normal, our kind of bread and butter client, if you will, has got, I don't know, I guess, what do you think? A million bucks, somewhere around there. Hmm. Maybe some pension, some some social security, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, we live right here. Um, Caterpillar's in our back door, or was anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty well still in our back door. Um, so strong pensions, State Farm, strong pensions. A lot of these folks don't necessarily have to have all those dollars um, to live on a retirement, and, and things look pretty good. But a lot of them haven't done any tax planning, yeah, right. which is the biggest yeah. biggest thing. And you're um, living under the greatest tax sale and mm-hmm. of our generation right now. You ought to be considering taking some of those dollars and paying your taxes while there's a sale now yeah. to help your family down the road. Argument: I think there's an argument to be, to be made um, if you were to say, hey, taxes is, could be one of your biggest expenses, not only now, but in retirement too, mm-hmm. right? Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Sounds good. Um, okay. The other thing, one other comment, Social Security um, has always existed to, that was supposed to be a supplement for retirement not your retirement, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of people out there that are counting on Social Security, and that's that's it. Scary, scary scenario because that system is underfunded in the tunes of trillions of dollars. That's mm-hmm. a scary scenario. So that system was designed, you had to be 65 years old to even turn it on. And most people weren't even living up to the age of 65, so the government never expected you to even use it. Well, now they've lowered it down to age 62, and now we're living into their 80s and 90s. A lot more people are retiring on just Social Security and going to collect on that for 30 and 40 years. We're going to have some trouble with that system down the road. We're we're going to be able to help you figure out when's the most optimum time to turn that on mm-hmm. because it is a supplement. It's supposed to be there to supplement your income. It's not supposed to be there to be all of your income, and I think that system could have some shaky ground in the future. Yeah. Okay. Here's maybe a little bit of a fun one. What today's retirees want future retirees to know? Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this is done by this is just the same same survey, Employee Benefits Research Institute. Conducted a survey of adults 55. You're not quite there yet. Um, knocking on the door. Knocking though. on the door, though, to 80. Assets from 50,000 to 5 million. Key takeaways. 70% of the people that responded would have advised their younger selves um, to change their past financial habits. They would have saved more. They would have started sooner. So back to my point, beginning of the episode. Um, Shoulda, coulda, wouldas um, included taking fewer vacations. That's kind of surprising. Um, Saving (laughs) – this is funny. Saving less for kids' college education. Avoiding, and this is a big one, I think. Avoiding, avoid taking loans from your four hundred one ks, and 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 invest more aggressively, and make and work more closely with financial planner. The invest more gr- aggressively one's interesting, because um, <coughs> I do meet with some folks that think that they can save their way to retirement, and what I mean by that is, is saving in the bank. Yeah, and just piled up. Yeah, and getting nothing on the returns. Yeah, and. Yeah. And that's you got to be able to save a pile yeah. if you're going to be able to do that. Um, if you're, you know, 30, 40, 50, whatever, and you got a long time to retire, 
you got to be able to take the ups and downs, right? But you got to be able to get some sort of rate of Absolutely return. Absolutely right. And, and as you know, we can still get decent rates of return without all the downside risk. Yeah. There's ways you can, that can happen too. If you're mm-hmm. concerned about risk, there's ways you can make your money grow without all the downside risk. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. What else here? Uh, inflation was the number one worry for survey respondents. That probably has some time to do with something to do with the timing of the survey, right? Because inflation's running crazy right, right do, now. Yeah. 48% of the respondents did not understand how taxes would affect their finances in retirement. Um, the majority of them said they were paying more in taxes than they expected. So we kind of already talked about that. Um, and then 90% of the respondents said, hey, I would have worked with a, someone to have a plan as opposed to just having pieces of a plan, 401k, IRA, a little bit in the savings account, whatever. Um, so that's interesting. You know, what's interesting about that is that uh, people, as much as we've lived in a society where we've all paid taxes, we yep. still don't understand it. Nope. We still don't get it. We still don't know that if you've got a million dollars or $2 million or $100,000 in your IRA or 401k, that is not all your money. Mm-mm. That There's a chunk of there that, that is to, you have a partner in there, and that partner is called the United States government. And the problem with your partner is they get to determine year over year how much of that bucket they get. So we say you control it, you get those dollars, not letting all that dollars go out to the government. That's a way that we can do some conversions of that and get that that partnership out of your life. Anything else? I think that covers quite a bit. That's a lot, yeah. Okay. Just remember this, you'll never have too much. Nope. You'll always wish you had more. Early. You never start too early. Exactly right. Yeah, we did we did some math when Kai and Cash were born, my grandsons, Kendall's boys. Mm-hmm. If they just put away just this much per week or this much per month, yeah. when those boys were zero years old, mm-hmm. by the time they're 65, they're multimillionaires. And that's not because there are kids that you could do the same thing with your kids. And we can have a whole change of generational wealth just by teaching our children. So tell, tell your kids to get started early. Going back to the shoulda, coulda, woulda thing, taking fewer vacations, saving less for kids' college. Frankly, I think if you at least put a little time and effort into planning things out. You can still do it all. You can still do it all. Sure you can. You know as well as I do that you're going to want to take those vacations. You want the memories. Have those memories. The kids' college thing, I don't know. We can argue about that all day, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, all right. This week in history. What do you think happened this week in history? July? Uh, what, what year? Give me a year. Let's see. How 1956. I'm... You weren't born. President Eisenhower. <laughs> you almost were. No. Oh, President Eisenhower okay. probably rolled out the interstate system. Oh, look at this. Okay. You, I think you're right. President Eisenhower called for a $50 billion to be spent over 13 years for the construction of 42,500 miles of interstate highways using the <laughs> Interstate Highway Revenue Act. And the other day, my 15-year-old son said, Dad, I think you're right. I don't get to hear that much, right? Yeah. We're driving down I-74, and there's an Eisenhower interstate sign. He says, Dad, that's exactly right. So nobody sees those. Next time you're driving on an interstate, yep. look for the red, white, and blue sign. It'll say the Eisenhower interstate sign. This, so this was going to be funded by a gasoline tax. Currently, this tax is 18.4 cents per gallon. Okay. Anyways. But we get the benefit of, of the greatest freeway system in all the world, too. 1997, 25 years ago. Mike Tyson was disqualified for doing what? Biting the ear off of Vander Holyfield. 
I was true story. I was watching that that night. Were you really? I was. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, thanks for tuning in, folks. Um, Catch up with us next week on your Retirement Blueprint Podcast. We'll see you then. Thanks for watching, folks. Thank you for listening to Your Retirement Blueprint. We hope today's episode helped you gain a better grasp of your finances and clarified a possible path forward in your life. This show is brought to you by 210 Financial, and our team is passionate about helping individuals and families achieve their ideal retirements. If you'd like to talk more about your financial plan, we'd love to talk to you. You can learn more and schedule a call at 210financial.com. Again, that's www.210financial.com. We can't wait to see you right back here next time on this show.